Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Morogami. I want to thank many of you who have continued to give us such great feedback. I especially want to thank and give a shout out to the Ignite Circle of South and Central Africa, who we worked through a leadership journey um, last year. And specifically, I want to thank Fafi, who says, thank you so much. The breakthroughs in this uh, podcast are inspiring all the time. And so we continue to give you stories said in their own words of the leaders who will continue to tell you what it is that they did to start off their leadership journey and how they are breaking through the crisis. Today, I have the great joy, honor, and privilege of introducing Christine Kahema Muthui. You know, I've known Christine for many years, but it's so fascinating that you can know someone and then later on you realize you have so many things in common and that they are so prolific and they have been so inspiring and have achieved so much. Christine is a director of Alpha Tax and Business Advisory Services Limited and has over 18 years of tax and business advisory experience. She works with companies and organizations to implement and execute corporate tax strategies for direct and indirect taxes. She assists corporates and industry associations in preparing technical papers for government engagements and policy and lobby work. She also works with companies and SMEs to enhance tax compliance, tax planning and execution. She provides tax advisory services with respect to mergers and acquisitions, tax structuring and transfer pricing. She represents companies at the tax tribunals, treasury, parliamentary committees and revenue authorities. As a member of the public and tax committee of the Institute of Certified Public Accountants, and a member of the Tax Committee of the Law Society of Kenya, she works closely with stakeholders in the review of tax legislation aimed at shaping and reshaping future tax laws. Christine has an industrious professional background. She worked as tax manager at Coca-Cola Central East and Western Africa, serving the East, Central and West African markets for nine years. Before that, and this we have in common, she worked at KPMG for eight years as a tax manager. She holds a degree of Bachelor's of Law from the University of Nairobi and is an advocate of the High Court of Kenya. She's a Certified Public Accountant, CPK, Certified Public Secretary, CPS, MBA for executives from Strathmore Business School, an accredited trainer, rendering tax and business training, lectures on a part-time basis at Strathmore University, and is currently pursuing her PhD in commercial law and taxation at the University of Cape Town, another thing we have in common. She values teams as they are the most important resource that an organization can rely on in the execution of its vision. In this respect, she's passionate about developing teams and strives to get the best of individuals. She was honored with the award of the best manager at Coca-Cola Central East and Western Africa and the most valued employee 
at KPMG. Well done, Christine. Well done. She's also been honored twice with the award of top 40 under 40 women in Kenya by the nation newspapers. She is married and together with her husband, they are blessed with four daughters. Her hobbies include singing, dancing, and traveling. And you know, as I read this profile, it's interesting that, you know, looking back at how we've known each other, both socially and professionally, there are a couple of things that we have in common. But I must say, Christine, the fact that you love tax just blows my mind. You know, when I was doing the CPAs, I mean, the tax module was not a joke. And looking back and now seeing the kind of work that you're doing, not only for us, but for so many other corporates and leaders, it's a much needed resource, a much needed expertise and skill that will really reshape the world. Mm -hmm. And then well done on you also doing your PhD at UCT. I did one of my modules at UCT and I know that the rigor with which you will go through that PhD can only be a return on investment now and in the future. So Christine Kahema Muthui, welcome to your next Best Self podcast. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you very much. I'm actually honored to be here this morning. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time, but the fact that you decided to have me on this podcast is a truly, it's, it's an honor. Thank you. You're so welcome. And, you know, I, I was just mentioning to you earlier that, you know, our daughters are in the same class and my daughter was saying, you are actually, you, you, you're going to interview Mama, Mama, you know, you know, Mama who? And so I told her, yeah, you know, this time you look at your friends and you don't realize that behind them, there are some very formidable and powerful and virtuous women. So it's wonderful to have you on this podcast. Christine, who are you in your own words? <laughs> wow, Patricia, as you read my bio, I was actually wondering when did I do all this? But I'm glad that I got to the space I am in. So my name is Christine. As, 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 as Patricia mentioned, I'm a wife and a mother of four daughters. And let me tell you, being a mother of four daughters is not easy because you have to be in your best element always. I mean, they are always looking up to you. Yes, they look up to the father as well, but because you are the woman in that house, they want to strive to be just like you. So I started my career. And interesting, Patricia, you know, I really wanted to be a doctor or a pharmacist. And those were my first choices when I was leaving high school. Unfortunately, I didn't meet the cutoff because then the cutoff was really, really high. So that threw me off to some, to some point. But interestingly, it was the beginning of a new career. So I was at Strathmore where I started doing my CPAs. I'd never thought of law because I was very strong with sciences. And law for me was what I was called to go and do. So I went and did law as I still did my CPAs. And when I was at Strathmore, uh, you know, Jim McPhee made me mark tax script. So he will tell me, Christine, come and help me develop the, 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 the answers for these tax questions. And I would work with him on them. And that's when I started developing an interest in tax, which was very rare at the moment. And when I went to the university, I did a bit more of tax. We did it in CPAs. It was such a, a, a it, it was a point where I found what I was looking for. It gave me both the accounting bit that's the math side of me, and also the legal bit. So it formed a very good combination as a tax profession. So that's how I found myself in the tax space, began my career at KPMG, worked there until the position of tax manager. I worked with amazing teams, with amazing individuals, very sharp minds. And with that, I decided to go into the industry to look for my, some industry experience. 
I worked with Coca-Cola. I managed their tax affairs for the Central, East and West African markets for another 18, another eight years. So that's a total of about 18 years of experience. And when I got to that point, I realized that it was time to move. Yes, so that's in a nutshell about me. I love traveling. I love traveling because it gives the world a different perspective. In, in, it, it's mind-blowing, not just for me, but for my family as well. I like to sing, Patricia, and you know that. I sing always in the bathroom. I sing everywhere I can get myself to sing in church. I haven't just joined the choir because I'm not able to make the timings for practice, but I love to sing. Thanks, Patricia. You know, Christine, <laughs> it's wonderful to hear. You know, we share that in common, singing. And I remember before I was married, I was part of the Holy Family Basilica Choir. Imagine. Huh? And you're right when you say it requires commitment. It requires commitment. Yeah. But I remember you singing in, in some of the functions that we've had. And you have a beautiful voice. And, and you're so right. Being, being also a mother of daughters, you're so right about the fact that you're always under the microscope. You know, even the things that you don't think they're listening, they actually are paying attention, right? <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's wonderful to have yeah. you here. And, you know, Christine, you did something so daring in a year such as this, you know, um, stepping out of um, a corporate job that, you know, had its own perks and all the benefits, and you did so well in that role. And now saying, you know what, you want to start your own uh, advisory firm, Alpha Tax and Business Advisory. What made you want to do this? Interesting question, Patricia. I was actually looking for growth. I was looking to making an impact. I think I'd gotten to a point in my career where I was feeling that I can actually do the job with my eyes closed, but I wasn't feeling the impact I was making on the society. It was definitely a very difficult decision that I was to make because I was actually happy where I was. But the fact that I wasn't making as much impact, I wasn't giving the best of myself, made me realize that maybe it's the time to leave. So how I did this is that I decided to enroll for the PhD because I thought maybe that's what will give me what I'm looking for, impact. I decided to enroll and I did my first class in January. And the same January, on the 16th of January, I decided to, do, to, to resign. You know, Patricia, it's interesting that I resigned on the 16th of January, but decided I'll give three months notice. So I'll work until the end of March, which is actually rare because you just need to resign for and, and give notice for one month. But I told myself, because I'm not in a hurry, I'm just going to pursue this PhD. As I set up a consulting firm, I should be fine with a three months notice. I should just give my employer the best of me ensure a proper transition. And that's one very interesting thing, uh, Patricia, when you're told you need to live on your high. I felt that I was actually living on my high and I wasn't in a hurry. I was to ensure that from a transition perspective, my employer was covered. Then I did my induction at the University of Cape Town. Very interesting journey. And on the 30th of March, Patricia, COVID hit hard. You know, it started around February, but on the 30th of March, that's when it hit hard. And that is when I'm telling my employer, this is my last day. And I asked myself, I actually asked God, God, why did you let me resign in January if you knew COVID was going to happen? I mean, if you told me that resign in March because you will have seen the signs on COVID and you might decide to change your mind, you know. But now that I sit back, I actually realize is that he did not want me to have 
any cold feet because I already resigned in January. There was no turning back. So Patricia, I was looking for growth. I was looking for passion, but I found myself in a very interesting space. 30th of March, I set up, I opened up offices actually of Alpha on 1st of April and I was ready to roll, not knowing what was ahead of me. So those were my main reasons for leaving the corporate world and thinking about setting up a business in order to make an impact, to transform businesses, both SMEs into thriving businesses. Because you know what I realized is that when a business thrives, it's not just about tax collection. It's not about profitability or wealth creation. You're creating jobs. You're creating sustainable income for families and therefore education. The children get their education. They get their right meals. So the multiplier effect of my decision from leaving the corporate world into a small alpha was more than just building a business for me. It was about transforming lives, Patricia. That is such a powerful experience. And, you know, that question you asked about, you know, asking um, because you believe in God and I can hear that, asking God, you knew how the year, you know how my life is going to go and you still made me do this. But, you know, Christine, as, as, as you spoke, I, I really want to encourage you and I have seen the kind of growth and the kind of solutions. And I know in a few minutes you'll share with us, you know, what that journey has looked like. The solutions you've given in a season such as this, because I think when the whole world had to stop, pause, and rethink, a lot of entrepreneurs had to rethink their cash flows, had to rethink their solutions, their business models, had to look at their tax matters in maybe ways they would never have done in the rat race of life. And so you are called to serve in a season such as this. I really want to encourage you because I have seen firsthand by you being our business and tax advisor, how you have helped us as breakthrough. And, and perhaps in a year which is different, we wouldn't have had that kind of benefit. And so when you look at this, when you look at this year, what are the, what, what has COVID, you know, and, and this pandemic and this crisis? And I think sometimes we have a global crisis and sometimes there are many other little crises happening in our lives and the lives of our families and our clients. What has this year meant to you and, and what lessons have you learned personally and professionally? Okay, Patricia, you know, as I said, I started shop on 1st of April. I found myself in a space where businesses were closing down. There was no opportunity for networking because everything was going virtual. But I realized that I needed to leverage on my assets, my assets being the foundation that I had had, the foundation at KPMG and the foundation at Coca-Cola. When I was at Coke, I was part of the virtual team. So everything used to be done virtually. We were constantly on calls, on, uh, on Teams, on BlueJeans, on Zoom. And I thought to myself, isn't this perfect for me in setting up my business strategy? As a result of that, I started organizing for virtual sessions, virtual trainings, because this was a new for me. It was part of my life. So I leveraged on my foundation to set base for my business. And, you know, I was actually getting into a market which has big players, the KPMGs, PwC, Deloitte. And it would have been very difficult to compete with them in the normal situation whereby you have breakfast meetings, networking meetings, because I couldn't have afforded that. 
So the crisis gave me an opportunity to do the virtual sessions, which were very good from a training perspective, but they were also good from a business development perspective. I just, I just didn't need to send maybe a brochure about Alpha. People had an opportunity to listen to me. So they got first-hand connection with me. So the crisis provided the opportunity for business development. In addition to that, Patricia, during the season, there was a lot of tax changes. As you're aware, the government came up with tax proposals to cushion taxpayers. So the market was ready for this information and they got a place where they could get it analyzed for them by a professional who's had experience of the big four to do it for them. So the crisis this season was actually necessary for me to thrive. It created a solid base for me to show my skills, for me to build relationships. I also leveraged on very many relationships, Patricia. I remember you're the one who introduced me to the women in business. And that's been a great platform, a platform that has given me an opportunity to share my experiences, to share my tax, my tax services. And it's been such an excellent platform. You're so welcome, Christine. And I love, you know, your reframing mindset of looking at challenges as opportunities. And you're so right. You got the share of mind of many of us by virtue of one, your own character and personality. And the fact that you, you, you're very keen to help people become better versions using your expertise in tax. You know, as you talked about um, Professor Jim McPhee, who I have worked with for a long time and who incidentally also taught my mother, you know, wow. it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, she's in the finance line. Can you imagine? And, and I remember her telling us how, you know, Jim McPhee had a specific um, soft spot and, you know, encouragement for for women who are mothers who are studying and he would say you know i know many of you when you come here this is your only moment of peace you know <laughs> because between working and then you're running around at home and then you have an evening class so a lot of them would be struggling to keep awake and to really follow the class and he would say remember mm -hmm. that when mothers go to class when women go to class because they have no time many times they get it and they rarely fail because, you know, God also knows that they're trying their best. So it's wonderful for you to honor him and the fact that he started off this journey um, for you. It's been wonderful having you in the Women in Business. You've brought a lot of light and a lot of clarity to, to many of us in that space. And so as, as you're looking forward now and you're seeing a, a couple of lessons that you've already learned, how have you filled your cup during this time? How have you continued to, because you're, you're filling many people's cups, you know, you're teaching all of us, you're helping us navigate our finances and tax matters. And it's very easy to, I think it's very easy because we are more or less in a similar space, just different um, skill sets. It's very easy to run on empty. And you know, when you say run on E, it doesn't mean enough. Yeah, it means running on empty. So how have you continued to fill your cup in a year such as this so that you can navigate and break through the crisis? Well, that's a nice question, Patricia. So what happened is that when I set up, I realized that I can't do this alone. I need to leverage on relationships in order to thrive. So what I did is that I set up a board, a board for Alpha. I know they don't know they're members of the board, but they should just know that uh, one time I'll start paying them for their services. So the board was made up by three people. That was my husband, who's actually my IT manager. He does all my IT solutions. Anything IT, 
I just go to him and he provides a solution for the same. Then I feel I filled my cup also using another board member uh, who's a personal friend, but a professional friend as well. We worked together in the professional world. And she's been so helpful because I would bounce ideas to her. Anytime I have an idea, I would bounce the idea to her and she would tell me, uh, what you need to do is structure it this way. And I think, Christine, that's a good one. Christine, I'm happy to know that you're actually raising your hand. So that has really helped me and given me a lot of courage to pursue what I'm looking for. The other board member is a very personal friend, but she's actually a mentor as well. So I really look up to her on many issues. She's a person of integrity. So for me, I look up to her to just um, to, to provide perspective on some issues. Um, I would go with her with a question and she will tell me, no, that's not right. Consider doing it this way. So her candid feedback has always been very helpful. So the board has been my best source uh, of, of uh, uh, my best source in, in filling in my cup. But I've also found myself in different platforms in order to build my wealth of knowledge and also to build myself from a character perspective. Patricia, I mean, you have given me this opportunity. You have, you've created that platform by, by, by having something running. You know, I've attended your sessions. Those have been great. Not forgetting the one that we just had on Saturday, and that was an exceptional session. There was a lot of great learnings during the best, uh, the best Next Self session, and there was a lot to learn. That's wonderful. You know, you're doing exactly what we advise a lot of people to do, that when you're starting off, have a personal board of um, directors who will serve your corporate space. They may not be the, you know, that actual yes. um, corporate governance board, but the fact that you lean on them, and I love it that you know, your husband is board member number one. So another thing we have in common, because they have a way of seeing the full view and can help you see some of the blind spots you may have. So you have you have helped a lot of our audience who are wondering how to navigate this space and to realize that you don't have to formally put a board together at the start, but to make sure you have people who will correct you, who will see farther than you, and who will ensure that you're actually making the progress that you've set out to make. So well done on that. You know, um, as I was thinking about uh, what you said um, at the tail end and, and your next best self where you gave the vote of thanks and it was such a riveting vote of thanks, uh, you're so right that we can't do this journey on our own and that we require other people in many ways to continue to hold our hands and for us to hold their hands so that together we all move forward. And so even as you're, as you're continuing to build um, Alpha Tax and Business Advisory, do you have some advice for someone who is thinking about starting their business in a year such as this? Some mentorship advice for that young lady, young man who has been retrenched, has to start off something, and they're listening to us here having this conversation and are thinking, what would I learn from Christine? What's one piece of advice that she can give me? I think the advice which I will give an entrepreneur who wants to get into this space is that you need to learn to raise your hand. The beauty about raising your hand is that it gives you the opportunity to get off your comfort zone. Many a times we are afraid to raise our hands because of the fear of the unknown. But you realize by raising your hand more often, you get the best of yourself. I think that will be extremely useful because it opens doors. I remember, Patricia, there are days I used to raise my hand and then I would wonder, what have I just done? 
but that would mean I would have to work so hard to either prepare for that interview, prepare for that assignment, and just get the best version of myself, because you don't want to disappoint. But if you don't raise your hand, you've actually lost on that opportunity. So in order to conquer fear, I think the best thing is to ensure that you raise your hand more often. And you know one feedback, Patricia, that we got through the seminar was that a coin has two sides. And that means that even for glory, it actually has the shame side of it. And I can tell you, when I decided to take the leap of faith, I got feedback from people telling me, Christine, how dare you leave such a job to go start up your own farm? You know, at some point I'll sit back and wonder, oh my goodness, what kind of a decision was that? And I believe that was the shame part. But when I look at it now and I see the glory, I thank God for making me make that call. And one person who I thought would be most difficult to convince where I'm leaving the job was my mother. Patricia, and when I went to her and told her, uh, by the way, mom, this is what I'm planning. I feel that I need to leave my job uh, because this is what I'm looking for. And I thought she'll tell me, uh, you're, you're, you're mad. You really need that job. And you know what she said, Patricia? For me, as long as you remain employable, I am happy. So I knew she wasn't very comfortable with my decision, but she wasn't stopping me. She was making me realize that even as I move, I need to ensure that I still pursue excellence because the pursuit of excellence will get me where I'm going. So those will be my advice for anyone starting up entrepreneurship, that it is not easy, but it is worth it. That's great wisdom. And you know, stakeholders such as our parents are so important, you know? <laughs> and so to, to listen to her advice and, and to take it in and to realize it's all about the pursuit of excellence makes a very big difference. So Christine, you've done so much. You've won so many awards. I mean, you have been privileged to influence and impact in so many ways. And now at Alpha Tax and Business Advisory, you're continuing to do that, leveraging on a very strong foundation. What is it that is in that foundation that has helped you to, to move so far and to impact so many lives in this very specialized space of tax advisory? Well, Patricia, a foundation is extremely important. They actually say that a house is as strong as its foundation. I think for me, my experience at KPMG and at Coca-Cola has been the best foundation for Alpha. During my experience in those two places, I learned about quality, about hard work, about resilience, and about ensuring that your client gets the best of you. So bringing all those experiences into this space and now creating my own, but borrowing a lot from what I learned from KPMG and what I learned from Coca-Cola has been amazing foundation for me, for the business to thrive. So, you know, sometimes we always say that I left this corporate because I was unhappy. I left this professional firm because I was unhappy. I was actually very happy in both places. And by me living at my high, I'm able to look back to them and say, if I was here, I would have done it this way. How best can I do it now to elevate it even to the next level? So that foundation gave me the basic that I should be looking at. And I think that's what the industry is looking for. It has assisted me in creating my space and this business where 
they are very tough players. That's wonderful. You know, the idea of living when they are clapping, the idea of remembering that we stand on the shoulders of giants and those giants are people we've worked with, brands we've worked with, and knowing that those set the foundation. And that's such great insight and advice because there's someone somewhere who's an intern who is, dis, dis, you know, in a sense, dismissing and despising their, you know, their job, their voluntary work, because they don't see that that's such an opportunity for learning and such an opportunity to build a foundation for the future. So, Christine, thank you so much for highlighting that so powerfully. I wish you the very best as you continue to strengthen those foundations now at Alpha Tax and in the future as you continue to impact on policy in the tax space. And so, Christine, imagine that you're about to celebrate your 70th birthday. Can you visualize many years from now? Eh? <laughs> And as, as you're visualizing that 70th birthday, mm -hmm. surrounded by your family, your husband, your children, who knows, maybe even some grandchildren. And so what advice would you give your older next best self at 70? Whoa. <laughs> I think my advice will be to stop overthinking. For me, overthinking has really stopped me achieving so many things because I prefer to rationalize things. But I realize that as I grow older, I'm, over, I'm, I'm less overthinking, and that has been extremely useful. And even at 70, I want to play in that space, that I will reduce the overthinking because it doesn't really help. If I want to try, I will try. If it fails, it is okay. If it doesn't, I'll have achieved what I was looking for. So that will be it, Patricia. That is, that is such powerful advice because I, th I think that um, women overthink a lot more than men. But also I know that their men, because of their temperament, maybe they are more melancholic um, they, or the phlegmatic, they tend to think a lot more. And sometimes we overanalyze until the opportunity passes us. So right. such great advice, such great advice because it could hold us from becoming the people we were created to be. And that overthinking is, is the reason why Sometimes you find, um, you know, just recently I had to, you know, bury one of our relatives. And, and as I was watching um, the body go down I, and I was praying for his soul and I was thinking, you know, I hope that he was able to do everything that God has called him to do. And I think he did. And I thought about the cemetery and I looked around and I was thinking, how many great businesses have been buried with people, how many incredible books that people were to write have been buried in someone's heart, how many songs that haven't been sung have been buried in there, how many, you know, how many families that could have been started have been buried there because of the fear of failure and the fear of, you know, overanalyzing until, in a sense, the opportunity passes us by. So that's really deep wisdom. Thank you, Christine, for that. So, Christine, you know, I love to read, and it's one of the things that I have found that leaders who don't read cannot lead. And you know where I come from? That's a tongue twister. So let me just say that very slowly. <clears throat> leaders who don't read cannot lead, you know? <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, I have a target of books every year. And, and a number of books really inspired me this year as I started the year. And one of the books that I first read was your one word. And so, Christine, what's your one word for 2020? My one word, Patricia, for this year is courage. I actually turned 40 this year, and I told myself that 
I will pursue everything that I've been afraid of doing before. And that's what made me take the leap of faith on the 16th of January, 2020, and set up a farm and decided to raise up my hand when called upon. I actually got the opportunity of being invited by the different media houses to discuss tax. That was on KTN, on Citizen, and on Nation. That gave me a lot of leverage. It was a beautiful opportunity to build my brand. Upon being called upon, I would have said no, but I decided I'll be courageous to take that. So courage has helped me survive during the crisis. Courage has given me the opportunity to change lives as well. First and foremost, happy, happy birthday. Congratulations on getting to the fourth floor. Thank the you. view here is amazing. <laughs> and, and, you know, it takes courage to take, as a lady to speak up your age. So well done on that. You know, I love to really commend us for aging gracefully and aging joyously and counting our blessings as the years go by. So well done. Thank you. Thank you for that. Another thing is that courage is also my word for the year. So how about that? Are we not sisters, really? Oh, my goodness. That's interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing how choosing a word can propel you. In fact, I wonder whether the word chooses us or we choose it, you know? <laughs> like that. Like, I chose this word, but I didn't realize how I was going to have to exercise this virtue, you know? Exactly. I think it finds you and you just have to move with it. Absolutely. So, you know, watching you on KTN and just thinking about what, I mean, she's just emerged and with such courage to, you know, to raise your hand. And you're right that sometimes people see our opportunities way before we can see them in ourselves. So thank you for sharing that one word for the year. Another book that I read um, was... Um, the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. And he talks about how safeguarding your first hour of the day has such a profound impact on how you live the rest of the day and cumulatively how you live your life. Christine, uh, what do you do as your routine, first thing in the day to get yourself on the right note and to move forward? Wow, that's interesting, Patricia, because uh, being a mother of four, there's a lot of activity that happens in the house in the morning. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's something I need to work on looking for structure. But uh, currently, um, the kids wake up at 5 a.m. and we prepare for school. Uh, that's before COVID. We prepare for school. Uh, we've, we have breakfast together. And then I let them go to school at about 6.30. After 6.30, I decide to take a walk. Uh, sometimes my husband comes with me. Uh, I do a walk for about an hour. And the walk is always very useful uh, because, you know, my husband will run. So I'm the one who does the walking. So I get an opportunity to listen to some of your podcasts. I get an opportunity to listen to very good music. And it's also a time where I decide maybe to pray because um, it's a one hour walk. So there's time to do quite a lot. So that one hour is very useful in setting the pace for my day. Then after that, I come and take breakfast spend some time with my little one and come to the office. So I think I really enjoy that one hour walking in the streets, seeing how people are carrying out their day and just listening to that music and focusing. And, and it's also a very good opportunity, Patricia, because it also helps me come up with a to-do list for the day. So that's how I spend my morning. That's great. And uh, you're so right about having, you know, you have children, there's so much that goes on, but you're still trying hard. And how do you close your day? 
Do you have a routine in terms of how you close your day? Not a, not a very structured routine. I try to read as well. Uh, maybe I can also just mention to you about one of my favorite reads that has really helped me during the season. It's a book called Shoe Dog. It's actually by the founder of Nike. You know, I, as I told you, I, I do a lot of walking and the Nike shoe for me is a, is a great shoe. So I've been reading so much about this guy. It's called Night. And you know, interestingly, Patricia, when you read the book, you realize what resilience is all about. This guy started his business in the 60s. But as you read the book, you realize that his business actually started making money in like 1978 or 1982. He went through very difficult times, but his passion and his resilience was exceptional. So even as I start this business, it made me realize that even if things don't work out, it doesn't mean that it is finished. I should pick up myself and continue running like he did. So I do take some time to read that book. I finished it, but sometimes I decide to read some chapters again to just try and relate what he went through with some of the challenges that I have faced during the season and also just get some tips about how to deal with different faces of the business. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do you know I have that shoe dog book and I've been saying I need to open it. So now today I am totally convinced that it's time because I read a number of books at, at the same time. So it's going to move right up on my shelf in terms of me reading it. Thank you for that. Please do. Please do. It's a very, very good book. Thank you for that recommendation. And lastly, how do you keep your, your ideas and your insights original and authentic? How do you sharpen your soul? Uh, which was one of the lessons I learned from the book Originals by Adam Grant. Wow. I sharpen my soul, Patricia, by learning from others. I always talk about the collective genius, that if I know a little about what Patricia knows, if I know a little bit about what another person knows, and leverage on that, I can actually emerge even more stronger. So I'm ready to listen to people's podcasts. I'm ready to do a lot of reading. I'm ready to attend virtual sessions organized on different subject matters. I'm also ready to just spend time with my children and learn a lot from them as well. By the way, those guys, they know quite a lot. You know, like the other day, my daughter was telling me, uh, I, was telling, I was telling that you need to understand someone and fit into their shoes. And she told me, yes, you need to deal with empathy. And I thought to myself, that word empathy, I learned it when I was in campus. This girl knows about empathy now. That's brilliant, you know. So I try as much as possible to spend time with them. And the, and the walks are good, Patricia, because sometimes I take them, I, I, I take them with me for those walks. So leveraging on my relationships, reading the Bible, listening uh, to things that really have an impact in my life have been a great source um, in, in, in filling my cup. That's great insight. Uh, Christine, you have something we call learning agility which is the ability to learn from different people in different spaces. And in so doing, you honor them and you also grow. So that point you said about empathy, you're right. That, those are words that we knew in campus, for real, you know? <laughs> and I think yeah. uh, this year has been such a, you know, I was having a conversation with um, our daughter's teacher, um, Jane. Yes. And we're 
on Saturday and, and we're just saying how this year has given us such a privileged lens mm-hmm. of getting our children, our husbands, getting to really refocus on our homes, yes, also on our businesses, mm-hmm. but, but also getting to discover and uncover talents that we would never have seen. Well, maybe we would have, but maybe we wouldn't have seen in this season um, of their lives and of our lives, especially of our young children. And so it's wonderful when you say there's so much to learn from them. You know, mine were following the the conference online on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And when I got home, I mean, they were telling me, mom, is that what happened? Mom, I learned this from this speaker. Mom, you said this, you know, and, and listening to their lens is so enriching, isn't it? For sure, Patricia. It, it is actually deep because it's authentic and there's a lot to learn. And, you know, Patricia, one other thing uh, in respect to that issue of learning is that when you realize that you're learning from others, you realize you also have to be in your best game as well because others are learning from you. I mean, it is in giving that you receive. So... Uh, in sharpening my soul, I can tell you I've had to also do a lot of reading so that when I'm called upon to to assist others or to impart knowledge on others, I'm giving my best self. So you're right. I think the season has helped us get the best of ourselves, discover the best of ourselves, push ourselves outside of the comfort zone. What an apt way for us to close our conversation today, Christine. We've navigated the whole idea of our your past, mm-hmm. your current, your courageous choices that you made this year, and how those choices, both in your professional and personal spaces, have continued to leverage you and move you to become your next best self. You've talked about stopping the habit of overthinking. You've talked about things only grow when we are way out of our comfort zone. You've talked about the fact that we must show up in the best way possible every day because one, for a divine reason, but two, because there are people starting with our family members, our children, our spouses who are looking to us to actually shine light on them by our example. And lastly, you say that it's by giving that we receive. Christine, it's been an absolute honor, absolute joy to have this conversation with you. I know that people as far as China, Zambia, Malawi, and the United States are listening to this podcast, and you will have given them light to keep breaking through the crisis. I want to wish you the very best as you continue to break through the crisis in the tax space, which is a much-needed space. And I hope that you can continue to leverage influence tax policy not only in this country regionally continentally and globally wow thank you patricia i certainly will try and give it my very best i am sure that there's a reason as to why i'm in this space and i will strive to look for that purpose and ensure that i deliver on it i appreciate you're most welcome christine and i wish you the very best as you become your next best self All the very best. Thank you. Have a good day.